Hello and welcome to the PHBC Pastors Podcast, where we seek to bring biblical and pastoral insight to everyday issues for the people of PHBC. I'm Brian. If your phone, new phone has all these funny little bouncing up and down things on it, Brian. <laughs> the old one did too. The old one did too. I'm also Brian. There he is. <laughs> Today, I want to get started uh, by talking about relationships and specifically how we as Christians should navigate relationships when things aren't going perfectly. Uh, So we are all right now in just a weird season where all of our relationships have pretty dramatically shifted. Uh, We are spending far more time with far fewer people than we've ever in our lives before. Uh, We don't get to see our friends. We don't get to interact with our workplace associates. Uh, We're just at home. And yet, despite being with the people we love the most, uh, those relationships can become strained. Uh, Whether it's minor squabbles or major blow-ups, we are all prone to difficulties in our relationships. So we wanted to talk today about how to respond to that strife, to to try to work through it, um, and by God's grace, pursue reconciliation. Um, So I want to get started by just making sure we're all on the same page. Pastor Brian, have you ever experienced relational strife? Not that I can remember. False. He has, as have I. We are all on the same page. This is a universal reality. And so if you are... I'll do that. There was. There's this one associate pastor. Oh, boy. Yes, indeed. Um, So wanted to start there just because I know navigating these waters can often feel isolating, that you're the only one, or or it's all your fault, Um, but we are in this together. And so to that end, Pastor Brian, why does relational strife occur for all of us? Well, because we're all sinners, and when you put... So this is not mathematics where two negatives make a positive. This, this is when you have two negatives, um, and so you have one person creating friction, then put together with another person creating friction, and then that creates a fire. It doesn't, uh, so it just, we, um, yeah, we sin against, against God. We sin against one another, and that's cause of strife. There you go. And that sin will certainly affect us in different ways. Others are more prone to lashing out in anger, others to pettiness, some to stonewall. So the exact way that that sin works itself out in relationships certainly is going to differ, but that sin is at the root of our strife is undoubtable. So um, usually for these podcasts, we handle another number of aspects and, and questions, and some might come up, but I wanted to spend our time together today just really looking at this one primary question of, okay, what then are we to do? So if we've diagnosed the source of our strife as sin, okay, how do we move forward? What are some things we need to keep in mind? So just um, we'll just kind of open it up there. If you have any thoughts, Bob, I mean, share them. Just what do we do about our relational strife? Well, we don't do what Adam and Eve did, and we don't play the blame game. And, you know, it's your fault. It's his fault. It's her fault. Um, And so we need to be honest, um, both with the person we're in strife with, as well as with ourselves. Um, which is frankly easier said than done. Pride, uh, you know, pride makes us want to think that, well, surely I'm not the one to blame uh, for this, and so the uh, the fault must be the other person. I, I get questions for, on a quite regular basis from from church members or from uh, even 
I got a call recently from somebody from a place where I formerly ministered and and this individual shared with me everything that she was going through and da 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 and she says, Well what do you think? And I said, Well, I said there's and I say I say this regularly to people, I said you know, there's always two sides to a story and so right now I'm only hearing one perspective and so um, and so when it comes to our strife uh, I have rarely, I'm not saying this is impossible to happen, but I've rarely run across instances where one person is entirely to blame. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we own, we need to own our, uh, our blame. And again, that's harder. You know, I, I say that, I know that in my mind. Uh, but then when it comes to practice, I, it's, it's much harder to do than, uh, than just saying it, that we need to recognize where, where we're wrong. So that would be a, a starting point. And to, to piggyback off that point that, you know, there's always two sides, there's two centers involved in the relationship. And I, I've heard you say this before, that that's never to excuse abuse or to say that someone else's sin is the reason for or the cause of that abuse. Um, so just even though, yes, all parties involved are sinful, just that's not to be a blanket statement. And for me to take that and say, oh, well, you know, just because he's doing that or she's doing that, it must really be because of my sin. So you're not saying that at all, right? Uh, so abuse is um, never justifiable under any circumstances. Uh, we, you know, as, as the church, we ought to root out abuse and let people know. It's, it's certainly not an unforgivable sin. We don't want to make it an unforgivable sin, but it is a sin. It's a sin against God, and it's a sin, a sin against the person who's being abused. And so, uh, so to the person who's abusing someone else, uh, whether that be physically abusing them or whether it be emotionally abusing them or spiritually or sexually abusing or whatever the you know you name the type of abuse it might be that person uh, yeah there there's they they need to repent of their sin and in some cases uh, particularly if it's a spousal type of abuse in some cases uh, it might even warrant a separation uh, i i uh, wouldn't counsel certainly immediately I would never counsel for a divorce in a situation um, but we would want to you know if the abuse is severe and we might say well you guys might need to find separate living quarters for right now and until, until we're able to work this out until proper repentance uh, takes place that's helpful and I appreciate that um, expansion just because I know some who, who might have more of a, of a tender conscience or a, a sensitive heart hears this idea oh well, there's always two sinners and okay well I know she or he has been really hard in this way but you know really no 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 this is not to be used as a blanket statement this is to be used to look internally and see the fact that we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so I have sinned in one way. That does not excuse or explain away the sin of another. Certainly not if that sin is in the category of abuse. Um, that um, is to cause us to look inward and to understand that we all of us need to repent of our sin. So so thank you for that. Um, well, that's also Brian. helpful, by the way, to, to include... Um, not in a gossipy way, but in a sense of trying to seek wisdom. So let's, let's say um, you and your spouse are having, um, are having some difficulties, and then you go talk to your pastor or you talk to a, a, you know, talk to a counselor saying, this is happening, how, you know, how, I don't see a way forward, and you talk to somebody, you're not, you're not gossiping about your spouse. You're not, you know, you're not trying to throw your spouse under the bus, so to speak. 
you're you're trying to seek a way forward and so to to find a third party a, a neutral if you will third party so don't go to your best buddy mm. and your best buddy's going to say well you know, I told you you know your spouse was a, you know you shouldn't have married her to start you know or something like that you find somebody who's going to be able to listen to the whole story and to be able to see it from both sides um, and so you try to find somebody like that and hopefully you do have a brother or sister in Christ mm-hmm. hopefully in the church uh, you have somebody that can that can uh, speak truth into your life and and so when when strife happens um, it's often helpful to, to seek seek wisdom from a mature Christian um, who's who's able to see it from an outside perspective because we all have blind spots yeah. in our lives and so you know I may genuinely feel like I don't see what I've done wrong. I don't know why you know my spouse is angry with me, um, and then all I need is a is an understanding brother to say, well, I know you might not see what you did wrong, but let me from an outside perspective, let me tell you how I how I saw that interaction happen and how you spoke to your wife, or how you just you know or what have you. Um, and so from that outside perspective, then I'm able to gain insight uh, that by myself, I wouldn't be able to gain. And if it were only my spouse telling me that, then I would think, well, she's just trying to win this argument, so to speak. Um, but from the outside perspective of a third party, now, now I, I, I begin, the blind spots begin to be mm-hmm. removed in my life. And I go, oh, wow, I didn't realize my tone was such. I didn't realize that uh, with the way I, you know, I, that I was had a look of disgust on my face or what have you, um, and so that that can be helpful to have that third party perspective. That, that's a fantastic point, and um, I pray that the stigma of counseling or of talking to people about these sorts of issues is going away. Um, I, I pray that it is. Certainly, friends, brothers, sisters, there is no shame in reaching out. In fact, that is a brave, courageous wonderful thing to do and so I just commend everything my brother said that's fantastic uh, a couple other points just to addressing strife um, one thing that I found helpful um, and that you may as well is just to try to reset to the point where you understand that you are on the same team um, it is easy in these sorts of kind of high intensity high stress situations to see it as a me versus you or an us versus them sort of a thing but understanding we are in fact on the same team and so we want to work through this problem together uh, so scripture of course speaks uh, of us as Christians as being part of one body um, certainly then you have of the husband wife as one flesh so we are are one. We are on the same team navigating this strife. Um, and so trying to just help or try to maintain that perspective can be helpful as you seek to work through this. Again, not me versus you, but us together against whatever this problem that might be presenting in front of us is. Um, and then just remembering that Satan and his forces are real. 1 Peter 5, 8 calls us to be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's strong language because Satan is a strong being. He does not want healthy marriages. He does not want healthy relationships between parents and children. He wants to 
fight that as much as possible. And so understand that there are forces. Now, that's not to say that I can say, oh, well, you know, sorry, honey, I didn't do the dishes because the devil stopped me from it. That's obviously a cop-out. But to understand that there are spiritual forces at work in our lives, to recognize that there are, there are demonic forces that seek to work against our good, against the glory of God, and to be aware that he may be at work, to pray against that, to seek God's power against it, because Satan is smarter at, than we are. We cannot defeat him on our own power, but through the blood and in the name of Jesus Christ, we can have uh, victory over all things. Um, other insight into navigating relational strife, Pastor Brian? So if, if you do need counseling, I would encourage you to go to YouTube and type in Bob Newhart, Stop oh, It, word. and you'll find a great, great counseling perspective. Just, just stop it, and, um, and that, will, that will help help with all of your counseling woes. And you can just add that to the reasons you might need to pursue counseling. Um, you can you can just put that on our tab. That'll we'll, we'll cover that for you. You'll, um, you'll at least get a good laugh out of it. <laughs> so so here's the note that I, I want us to end our time together on. Uh, this is any number of passages, but I wanted to read Isaiah 41:10, uh, where the Lord says, "Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand." Uh, friends, God is with us. He has placed his spirit upon us, those who are in Christ. We have direct access to the Father in prayer. God is near, and I know that there may be times where that does not feel like it is the case, um, but I want to encourage you to turn to your Bibles, to open up the Word of God, and to remind your heart, to remind your mind that God is near, that He loves you, that He is able to work through any situation, and to trust in Him, to throw yourself onto Him, um, building your life on the foundation of the rock, uh, trusting Him no matter what you may be walking through. God is near, He is with you, and He will uphold you, so says the Lord. So I hope this was encouraging and helpful to you. Again, as Pastor Brian said, we are here for you, whether it is to provide that counseling ourselves or to point you to professional counselors or do whatever we can. We want to serve you however we might, um, including through these podcasts. And so if you have an idea or a topic that you would like to throw our way, we are all ears. Um, Send us your ideas. There you go. Thank you for your time. For now, this has been the PHBC Pastors Podcast.